This is a reading of Our Backyard Birds from the Dwindle River Garden newsletter, dwindlerivergarden.substack.com. Tomorrow marks the start of Te Tatauranga o Ngā Manumara o Aotearoa, the New Zealand Garden Bird Survey. It's a citizen science initiative, a way for us non-scientists to contribute to scientific research, which has been running since 2007. To celebrate, we'll look at a few of the manu, birds, I expect to see in our mara, garden, this winter. Your results may vary. I highly recommend using eBirds Explore Regions function to see what birds you might see in your area. There's more detailed information on their website, but if you're interested in taking part, here's the gist of it. Pick a spot, garden, park, reserve, deck, or the view outside your window. For one hour, record the birds you see, and submit your gar- your results to the New Zealand Garden Bird Survey website. Ngā manu, the birds. Kereru, or New Zealand pigeon. Often mistakenly called wood pigeon, I am particularly interested in kereru because my regional report for 2022 shows there's been a moderate to rapid decline in our area. Like our other manu, their numbers are primarily threatened by introduced predators and habitat loss. I love the message from Kereru Discovery that the bird in your backyard is the bird in the bush. It reminds me that anything I can do for Kereru where I live will help the Kereru population in the wild as well. Kereru eat berries and other fruit, but will also munch away on foliage, flowers and twigs. Later in the winter season, I will often see them guzzling down kōwhai leaves. So I think the best way I can help is to plant more native fruit-bearing trees, there's a useful list here, and research our options for predator control. They are also able to eat larger fruit, with larger seeds, than many of our other manu, so they play a super important role in reforestation by spreading seeds of native trees in their poop. Riro Riro or Grey Warbler I discovered this endemic bird during one of my previous New Zealand Garden Bird Surveys. Using the New Zealand Birds Identify That Bird tool, combined with a UK audiobook on birding, I eventually identified it as a Riro Riro. Now that I can recognise them and their warbling waiata song, they are fast becoming one of my favourite manu. Riro Riro featured in my weekly wildlife column last month. We find them in our garden all year round, and I am getting better at spotting them as they move about in the branches, occasionally venturing into lower shrubs or our patch of overgrown weeds. They are notoriously difficult to spot, and usually I can only track them by watching for a branch shaking or the rustling of leaves. I'm convinced we have a nest in our oak tree, I'm just getting my head around bird identification and I'm definitely not ready to make a confident ID on nests yet. We see Riro Riro all year round though, so if they're not nesting here, they must be somewhere nearby. Riro Riro are found throughout the country, in rural and urban areas. They're exclusively insectivorous, so if you want to attract them, then keep pesticides out. Leave some leaf litter around and try creating a small woodpile somewhere in the garden to attract more creepy crawlies for them to feed on. Dewey 
I haven't included the common English name for Tui because, the, well, it's not really that common. Once upon a time, it was called the Parson Bird by European settlers because of the white feathered tuft, poi, at its throat. But most New Zealanders will know them as Tui or its alternative te reo Māori name, Koko. Most of us can recognise a Tui when we see one though their song can get mixed up with the song of the kuramako, bellbird, on occasion. If they're not making their usual racket, you can also listen out for the whirring of their wings in flight. You're bound to spot them anywhere with a sugar sauce. Last year's results tell us that there's been a shallow increase in their numbers, so with continued planting of nectar-rich trees and predator control, we can continue to encourage these iconic endemic birds. Kurimako Bellbird I didn't see many kurimako when I was in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, but my parents see them in their suburban garden, so they must be around. They are similar to Tui in their behaviour and their song, but in appearance are much more like a large green finch. Males are larger than females, with a more saturated greenness, charcoal black tail and wing feathers, and a purple tinted head. Females are smaller, brownish, and have a bluish tint to their foreheads. They also have a whitish-yellow streak running along their cheek from the base of their bill. Juveniles are similar to females, but they don't have the blue colouring, and their eyes lack that brilliant red that both male and female adults have. We see them every winter when I put out the sugar water feeder, in spring when the kōwhai is in bloom, and in summer when the harakeke, New Zealand flax, is flowering. I also often see them hanging around our tawai, southern beech tree, apparently pecking at the bark. I suspect they are eating caterpillars and other insects that I can't see or haven't noticed, and perhaps honeydew from the endemic beech scale insect similar to ants eating honeydew from aphids. Interestingly, honeydew production is greatly reduced when there are large wasp numbers around, up to 90%, which is a great reminder that the balance of ecosystems is complex and not easily apparent. They are one of the species most responsive to predator control efforts. Piwakawaka or fantail I must have a soft spot for small birds because these are another firm favourite. They are often happily chirping, chirping away and will hang around when we're disturbing the environment and sending up plenty of insects for them to eat. When my sister and I were hiking through the nearby Trotter's Gorge, a pair followed us along for most of the walk, eating insects in our wake. After moving south, I learned about the black morph. It's still the same species, but instead of being pied brown and white, it's completely black in colour. We had a couple in our garden the first year we moved in, but I haven't seen any lately. They only make up 5% of the population in the South Island, and aren't generally found in the North Island at all. There are also occasionally leucistic white ones. If you can get them to sit still for one second, or get your shutter speed up fast enough, they are wonderful manu to photograph. They'll get up close and personal and won't mind if you walk around with your camera. As well as being able to get close-up shots, it's much easier to capture natural behaviour, even in an unnatural habitat like a garden. Quite often, when photographing piwakawaka, 
I'll have to step back to actually fit them in the frame. Like Rero Rero, Piwaka Waka are insectivorous, so attracting them in is easy. Just make sure your outdoor space is insect friendly. Happy bird counting, Zenobia. You can read this and other posts in the weekly wildlife column at dwindleriver.substack.com.